Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. This is the first time we've recorded a Scottcast where I did 10 seconds of silence beforehand to eliminate the fuzz. But I think I cut into the 10 seconds a little earlier because it looked like David really wanted to take a drink and it, was, it felt <laughs> wrong to like just let, let him hold the drink up to the microphone. It was the longest 10 seconds of my life, Scott. Yeah. I didn't want to put more pressure on you. You know, there's an, it's, it's enough that you come onto the pod practically weekly at this point. Right, practically. Uh, talking aliens, talking science. Like it's been, haven't you been hitting it once a week at least for the past few weeks? Yeah, I've been hitting that. Yeah, you hit that, you hit that Scott Cast vibe twice in one week with the, your own episode and one with uh, Ian and Lenando. Yeah, Vendando. Yeah, cool guy. That was a good. That was a good uh, pod. Right. I don't. No one else thought so. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I I just like meeting the the guy. You seem interested. I like meeting somebody else who's done podcasting because when it's just you know when it's just your your buddy down in the sunny ham trammock, you think it's uh it doesn't really hit you till you meet the uh the other celebs out there. Meet the A listers. Yeah, I should say that the Scott Cast audience appreciated Ladondo. I should say that everybody who listens to ScottCast already uh, listened to Ladondo, found him to be a bright, funny, uh, interesting person with uh, many nice things to say, uh, many uh, interesting takes on current events, the things that we talk about on ScottCast all the time, like Elon Musk. I like that he wanted to talk about Musk. That was cool. I totally wanted to go into more of that, but I just shut the hell up because that's my job. No, no, man. You, you, when you're podcasting, your job's to lay down the tracks, man. My job's to shut you up later and post. True. That's what happens. I, 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 you give me this expanse, these miles of vocal tracks, and I cut up all the most interesting tidbits and form my own narrative with the, with the Frankenstein remains. Of the audio track to create a podcast. That's what this is. So the people who didn't like it were the Tell em Steve Dave people, the ants or whatever? Yeah, they, they, they have a knee-jerk reaction to Ladondo. They're they're all Ladondo, it seems. I oh, grossly okay. overestimated the size of the Prodondos. So, but they listened, right? They mostly argued in the comments section. I, I probably shouldn't have joined in. <laughs> you're pulling a, pulling a musk you're like you guys are all pedophiles yeah. <laughs> you know F like let's talk about elon musk if he can if even these heads of industry can it's exactly the influence that we're talking about these people have that it's ruining society i've been looking at people like elon musk thinking oh if they can go online and engage in some sort of rant then so can i but no, it's mm. not true. Don't engage in rants. Just engage in creation when you're online. That's what it's for. Don't try to tear people down. Bring people up. Give them more links to ScottCast. Give them more links to audibletrial.com forward slash ScottCast. And create something, like an Audible account. Right. Just kill them with kindness and kill them with Audible trials. Yeah, because there's no room to argue on the internet when you're listening to thousands upon thousands of uh, professionally created audio books online. Like James Patterson, Michael Crichton, all your favorite bestseller thriller authors, like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson's on there. There's books, books on Elon Musk. Does he Elon read his Musk. own stuff? Does he read his own stuff? Does he read his own books? Because he's, yeah. he's a public figure. He's yeah. He his has Audible the books have uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson reading them. He has those greater courses that he's part of, and then also oh. he has his own book called. Um, well, I don't need to plug it, but it's for you know 
astrophysics for people and it's astro i want to read it i'm going to read it i'm not i i didn't it's not what i use my audible trial for i use it for you know i'm gonna use it for a greater course i I got a couple picked out i just haven't pulled the trigger on which one i'm gonna buy yet but it's gonna be expensive i can tell you that i'm gonna (laughs) stick it to them i'm gonna stick it to them big time for what they've done to my buddy scott a hundred hundred dollar course on knitting i don't give a shit (laughs) so yeah no the the book is astrophysics for people in a hurry and uh, he actually reads it out with his sexy voice. Ooh, it's just I mean, God, like sultry baritone science. Yeah, baritone. it's like he's like he's like a scientific James Earl Jones. It's amazing. Kinda is, kinda is, and he, and he is with, also does look like the nerdy equivalent of James Earl Jones. He just looks, yeah, he just looks. He's so he's very Neil deGrasse Tyson like. It's very, it's very nice, very, very uh, tautological definition there. But he he is what he is, man. He's Neil boss. deGrasse Tyson. He's like the Tom Bombadil of astrophysicists. Still waiting for that Tom Bombadil show up in good old Lord of the Rings, but never, never going to happen. So a lot of uh, the listeners, I mean, last time you were, we were potting, I was in, I was running away from Hamtramck because aliens have been attacking me or, or hunting me down. I, I believe that they're, they're just hiding somewhere now and they're not actually actively going for me they're just doing some sort of observation thing because yeah, they see me on Scottcast. yeah they see me on Scottcast, and they see how great i am at podcasting and they too want to learn how it happens and like like look look if as a guitar player i would love to like go back in time like with alien technology and like watch Jimi hendrix practice what did he do like you know like how how did he get to the point where he was such a masterful guitar player? And that's what these aliens are doing with me. Because in the future, oh, I was probably yeah. the world's most. I'm probably going to be the world's most masterful podcaster. Probably going to elevate this thing to a, a nigh religious art. You know. And if and if not, if they didn't get that out of it yet, I mean, they're hanging in there. They're learning about eagles. Yeah. They're learning about that. That kept them entertained. It kept them satiated until they got to the. You know, the real realization of how awesome your podcast was. Yeah, it could be like that. Like, I've heard of this theory that people say that, like, uh, uh, that aliens are, like, watching our civilization and that people get kidnapped, right? And then they get beamed down back into back into some sort of society and they take a look around and everything is slightly off. And it's like, it, it, it looks like Earth, but it doesn't seem quite right, like... The signs are all wrong. The just everything seems a little odd. They could be describing Canada. Now mm. that I think about it. Oh, they were just in the long. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's kind of like America, but just things are just so slightly different. Right. Not always bad, but not always good either. So these aliens are probably coming down uh, to make sure they don't uh, to, to, to to get to, the, to get some fascinating details about Earth because they they view Earth through this telescope they view earth through this long lens that far out in the space place right that you were talking about earlier and they they don't get the details so if they come down to scottcast listen to scottcast like we can give them all the crazy details about earth without them having to like roam around in the dangerous uh city like i mean look at me i'm kind of alien like i'm pretty long and lanky and skinny and uh i have a strange head okay i would agree <laughs> so, like, I'm, I bet strange these aliens find comfort in listening to Scottcast. So why, so why did you mention these uh, people who've been abducted? Because 
you know, it sounds like they just partied hard with the aliens and they can't remember what they did the night before. And they drop them off in Canada and they're a little confused and it doesn't seem like a problem to me. Right, right. But, yeah. I, the reason why I brought that up is because it, it's, it's the way some people describe how aliens might view the planet. Like, because they're far, far off and they can only see through a telescopic lens, uh, they can only kind of piece together what things kind of are like. So, like, they piece it together and it's like America, but it's not. So it's Canada. So they're looking through a telescope off planet or just like nearby? Like from a while, from a far back. And they're, the, the, just the point is it's a very, it's, it's like, it, it's just an off. It's, it's, it, they're too far away to really get a good detailed glimpse at the earth. But by listening to Scottcast, whom they feel comfortable listening to because I'm like one of them, hyper intelligent, weird looking, uh, and, and, and very charismatic. And I've got a long reach out into space. So that's all of the different reasons why I'm like an alien, but I'm not an alien. Uh, so they listen to me to get all these details about Earth, all these details about... I think they're trying to figure out whether or not humans are really intelligent enough to really pose a threat to you. Or maybe they don't care for a threat. Maybe they just want to see if they're worth our time, their time. That would make sense then why they're trying to spy on Scottcast then because like when Scottcast does its recordings I mean we're the sparks are flying we're pretty much getting theories and thoughts out there that are designed not only to influence the zeitgeist but change the world right so you know we talked uh, last time about that the the Fermi paradox remember that mm-hmm we talked about that because we were trying to figure out, you know, if there's these aliens out there, why why don't we why haven't we met them yet? And so, you know, we're talking about right now that maybe the aliens are just silent observers. Yeah. Or maybe and maybe they're just like experimenting every now and then, messing around with us, get, you know, partying with us a little bit, dropping us off on Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Canada, but uh yeah, let's, let's talk about let's talk about maybe uh, you know, just intel- intelligence in general, like what what they would see as, you know, a useful civilization that could, you know, eventually... I don't know where I'm going with this, Scott. You just wanted to... Try and segue. You just wanted to segue. segue here. You're not going to segue. You don't have... Segue is all about confidence, that no matter what happens while you're talking, eventually you're going to get to a point where you can, like, lean into some story you kind of have, like, like in 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 the barrel... Because right now we're trying to work off an outline so that so that we can pod better, pod so smooth because we care about our Scottcast audience. And our next thing that we have that I have written down is we're going to start talking about not the alien aspect of what we were talking about last time, but we're going to start talking about the evolution aspect of what we were talking about, about how the nature of intelligence itself is malleable and who's to say what's what to say or what not to say let's ask david what he thinks david what do you think about intelligence you know it depends uh like like we said before on our our, uh definition of intelligence you were talking about you were talking about how cool eagles were and how smart they were and how awesome they were at being eagles and just being a badass which is why America clearly picked it as you know, our, one of our, you know, it's like our, our thing. You know, it's our sigil for our house, so to speak. Use Game of Thrones-esque kind of terminology, right? Eagles are cool. So eagles have definitely evolved to be the best eagle that they can be, you know, to be the smartest and most cunning 
eagle, and that's that's uh, directly a result of evolution. So they are very intelligent, right? Right. But we define us as being more intelligent than them Why? because we can we can do more stuff to them, and you know, like an eagle is pretty badass. Like you versus an eagle might not go so well in a lot of scenarios because they got flight, they got certain advantages over us. They got talons, you know. They can claw you out. They can take your jugular out. They can, they can drop you off of a mountain. Just, just kind of. They can. They don't even need to defenestrate you. They don't even need a window. They just, they just, yeah. boom, launch you. So what makes us better is. Elevation. So what makes us better is we basically think we're better because if an eagle's coming at you and you have a gun, you can shoot that eagle and say, "Checkmate, Mister Eagle." I'm the smart guy with the gun because we have tools, and that's basically how, how we've decided. We, we basically. Well, if we boil it down, intelligence is just uh, us being better at uh, being more efficient at being violent towards other beings and asserting our dominance through that, through tools. That's all it is. It's just who can who can who can hit harder, who can hit better, who can hit with the better strategy. The Sun Tzu survival of the fittest, man. So like and, so like in your world, like the most intelligent people are like military strategists. Uh, mass weapon producers, etc. Car manufacturers. Car manufacturers. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, people that that are the visions of grandeur who can say, "How can we just be as good as possible?" And t- you know, I mean, a lot. Yeah, the military has kind of pushed a lot of technologies forward for at least funding. That are they take cool concepts and they say, "That's great. How can we use that to be better?" And by better it means be better than the other people that we're competing against. So that's actually, you know, it's like the, it's not always the, the smartest people that live on too, you know, they could be the most violent people that live on. We could devolve into these crazy in the future. We could be this civilization of people who are just hyper violent and have actually lost a lot of our knowledge and regress back. You know, things don't always evolve forward. Sometimes the idiots are just more violent and yeah, I don't, I don't know. Is that what the walking dead is about? No. <laughs> is it though? Well, it is about, in that show, it's like about people trying to survive, and the most cutthroat people survive in that scenario. Mm-hmm. But that's just, you know, this hypothetical scenario that came out, you know, I don't think as a result of the natural state of evolution. It was this, like, super force that kind of cropped out of nowhere. The zombies that are that are basically magic. It doesn't make any sense to try to explain them physiologically. We could go into that a whole separate tangent about why zombies don't work. I think if we covered not on this podcast. Yeah, I'm not zombies before. I'm not too much. I, I know I brought up zombies just now, but you know I feel like zombies they've been permeating this. They've been permeating pop culture so hard over the past few years that it's just. Oh my god, enough with the zombies. It's like it's it's totally cliche to even kind of bring up zombies. Right. At this point, like The Walking Dead, I like The Walking Dead because it shows exactly what you were talking about. It shows that uh that human beings when pushed to the limit evolve on the fringes of violence and domination as they spread across the world like a plague. And really, that's what The Walking Dead is. The world is reset. It's populated with purely zombies. Most people die immediately. And the rest of the show is how that little strain of human contingent that's left uh, makes its way, spreads its way across the land again with violence. And they become The Walking Dead, sort of, because they're just like... 
They're like walking zombie versions of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, not exactly as evolved as we thought we were, kind of regressing backwards in these extreme. I think the show, though, just it's a good post-apocalyptic show, and I like the character development and everything. But, yeah, the zombie thing just is... I think people just like seeing an unstoppable force and how people would deal in this extreme situation. I don't, I don't think it's actually the actual zombie... I never found the actual zombie concept, the actual zombie itself, anything cool. But, yeah, maybe just against this big threat. It's always cool to see how people face adversity. That's what I think the main appeal of zombies is. It's it's that overwhelming, sudden adversity. And they did, like the the enemy is painted as a purely, like, raw, stupid... Um, emotionless corpse, right? Mm-hmm. That's a massive corpses. It's a whole legion of corpses, all completely unorganized, maybe going by a hive mind if you're into that kind of thing. But the main concept of zombies as a monster isn't that, oh, it's a monster, let's run away from it or kill it. It's, oh, this is the life we live now. What is it like to be the hunted? What is it like to be uh, a scurrying mouse on the landscape? Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, I don't know if that really solves the the, the question that we posited. I'm, I would be interested to see what our our listeners think about intelligence. Is it uh, is being is being violent and being efficient at being just the survival of the fittest inherently more intelligent because you survive on so that your gene pool progresses on and you reproduce, or is it just more about uh, you know expressing yourself via art and uh, you know doing what we do here at ScottCast. I mean, that's... Uh, my, my, maybe I just answered the question right there. Well, I don't know. I, I really don't believe life is all about art. And I, I don't think... I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think... I don't think human beings evolve on the fringes of art. I think art is something that's... that that has a, serves a completely different purpose. I feel like art is... Uh, is, is like a hamster wheel that we go on in our mind because our mind... Is always going, always anxious, and it needs it, it needs stimulation. It needs yeah excitement. It needs distraction. It needs novelty, and art serves the purpose of making sure our mind doesn't falter or doesn't get stuck in a rut or doesn't become extremely depressed or doesn't become totally anxious and self annihilating. And that's that's the purpose art serves. It's to it's to make living with the brain we have manageable. That's interesting. I almost wonder in the future if our brains need all this extra simulation. That if it will be enough, if we can get enough, if we if we evolve to the point where our brains can process more information, and you got this, maybe somebody gives you the this super intelligence, you know, this kind of integration with you know, you talked about Homo Technica and the way that we're evolving is. I mean, we're basically cyborgs right now. We we're just we just have a really bad interface i think elon musk once said that you know with our cell phones and all that stuff that makes us like cyborgs it's just we just have really low bandwidth we can't really you know we have our two thumbs as an interface to this unlimited you know kind of potential to reach out and you know we get all this stimulation from our smartphones and all this the internet and reaching out into this large pool of information but you know if we we eventually reach the point where we're just integrated directly with the machines, you know, and these computers, and a lot of sci-fi and stuff kind of delves into that. Like, we can't really stack up against AI, you know, if they're truly good, but maybe we can integrate ourselves t- with them. 
That's a good thought. I have a question. That okay. makes me think of a question. Like, since okay. I'm a web developer, I work with the internet by trade. I put stuff up on the internet all the time. My hobby is a podcast where I put shit up on the internet. I'm all about putting things on the internet, using the internet. And so I, I would say I'm safely an above average internet user. Now, going with the theory that human beings are evolving not along the lines of more efficient violence anymore, but that we're going towards more of an information kind of thing and mm-hmm. becoming more integrated with technology. Is it, the, is it true that since I am really good at using my low bandwidth fingers and hands at communicating with the Internet, does that mean I am a higher evolved person than the rabblement say? Does it make me the higher? Does it make me higher on the evolutionary chain than your normal Homo sapien? I'd say that yes, just because you're on the precipice right now is a really interesting point that you brought up, where you're saying technology is the power now. It's not about the biological, even though we have the capabilities, and we could, I could spend a whole podcast talking about how. And that's 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 what I, I could I could spend a whole podcast talking about all the ways we could enhance ourselves biologically, not with technology, but. You know, injecting yourself with viruses to alter our DNA to make us superhumans, like physiologically, like just make us, you know, like Ooh. able to withstand these crazy environments and stuff. That's a really interesting topic, and I like to talk about that sometime. But it's also competing with the fact that we could become Homo Technica, where we just evolve to become these, like, you know, cyborg, like that integrates well with machines. And I'd say that, like, right now you're in those in between stages, and I, th- and I think that evolutionarily speaking like yeah we we might not be able to enhance our dna necessarily but if you look at someone as a whole as like what all their inputs are like we talked about on the sensory episode mm-hmm. the fact that you're adding on all these extra inputs it's faster than what would happen naturally through evolution so you, you know you know what i mean like you don't even need evolution necessarily we evolve not through the natural selection but through artificial selection of our own attributes that we want to go in as a society, which is interesting. I mean, I wouldn't call it that. I wouldn't call it that. I, w- I mean, it's still natural selection because, like, our stupid idea still might not work. You know, we still might just end up using all of this power and nuking everyone and dying. Well, what do you mean, though? Because, like, because um, I'm talking about, like, um, selection of genes, gene selection as natural selection. Right. What do you... So, like... So what are you talking about when you mean artificial selection? Artificial selection being you choose, since you can change essentially all of your inputs and all your sensory information to make yourself a superhuman, a greater, you know, this transhuman, this like, not transhuman, that's not, it, transhu- it's your transhumanism, <laughs> I'm not trans. everyone's going to be trans in the future. What are you trying to say? This is 2018. I'm saying everyone's, in the future, everyone's going to be trans and we're not going to have this issue, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, as we transition... Okay. Okay. Um, Are we trans right now? Because we're using our hands now, and we're we're just beginning. Are we like the first stages of transhuman? That's what I'm saying. We're right on the precipice. We're right at the point where we ha- we aren't putting it in our bodies yet. Is it I mean, every are- being on the precipice of its next thingy? Well, yeah, but now it's like there's this technological leap where you take all of the technology we've de- been developing standalone by itself. And instead of it being external, we just incorporate that into our senses, like we talked about before with the extra senses. So you have a computer sense, you know, you have a processing all like for how smart we are and how, you know, like for all these connections we have within our brain, 
a simple calculator can do these basic, you know, calculations that we can't do in our head. I mean, that's just, and there's different ways you can define intelligence. I mean, there's like, there's a just raw speed, okay? So you could be just fast at computing things. Really fast. That doesn't necessarily make you a qualitatively, like if I took Kyle, okay? (laughs) Sorry, where's Kyle? Kyle? Is he there? He's laying down. Okay, he's good. I was going to tell him to lay down before I say this. He might want to lay down before. So if I took Kyle and I just, I, I made him more intelligent just by speeding up his brain, He's not exactly going to be solving complex equations here, okay? He's just going to do everything faster. He's going to arrive <laughs> to the same conclusions faster, right? Yeah. He's going to be more efficient, but he's not going to be the qualitative, like, he's not, not, the quality of intelligence won't rise. He's not going to all of a sudden make this leap, right? He's not going to all of a, he's just going to talk more, basically, because he's a very talkative cat. So no. he's just going to get more stimulation, and he's just going to get more reasons to say things, and he's just going to go, meow. He's just going to process everything so much faster. Yeah. He's going to know I'm so. a dick like immediately in the morning <laughs> instead of after a little while. It's it's interesting to think about the way that we process information and like what if you speed that up or slow it down? Like what if you made somebody really smart, for example, and you sped up their perception of everything so they can process everything so much better? What do you feel trapped within your own, you know, meat bag of a body because you just can process everything that's happening really fast? And you like, like somebody like Deadpool or something, or a superhero, or they have the superhuman reflexes, but they use them selectively. It seems like, like if you could just react to things all the time, everything would be so slow, right? Right. Talking to you, like talking on this podcast, would be like an eternity because you every don't think word it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could always, even when you edit it, it'd still be an eternity. <laughs> oh, trust it, me. <laughs> You are like you're right there on the precipice too, Scott. Because when you edit these these uh, podcasts, you get to slow things down bit by yeah. bit and process them. Oh and yeah, it, and it it's a drag, right? Like literally, you have to listen to me talk about something over and over, and then extended clips and what to keep and what not to. And it's like you you capture every single thing. Whereas normally you might miss say the seventy five percent of the crap I say. You can tune out, but when you're editing, you have to process everything. You don't have a choice because it's coming in so slowly. Yeah, I try not to listen while we record, so that when I go to interview it, it's all when I go to edit it, it's all fresh. Right, but the problem is if you if you perceived yeah, been crazy. Let's say I gave you really good reaction times. Everything would be like bullet time for you, and it would be like you just it would feel like it's forever for me to just get it out any any sentence. And it would be like you'd be trapped in your own mind. So I'm not sure that we even want to speed up the mind because then our bodies are going to be too slow. And then well, you're going to as long as we speed up everything like enough of the rest of the stuff. Because like like I our, said our earlier bodies? with like I said earlier with art and stuff like that, art is is the hamster wheel that our brain uses to 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 work out all that extra stuff, all that extra horsepower it's got because it's like we got the. We got the world's best brain, baby, but what are we doing? We're, we're clerking, we're, we're waiting in traffic, we're waiting around at home petting a cat, waiting for the FedEx guy, stuff like that. We're doing that kind of stuff with all this crazy raw brain power. So we're going to need a little bit of hamster wheel. So I think the superhuman people who get their, their brains boosted, they're just going to need more sophisticated, more intense entertainment, like... Scott cast. Yeah, and we're going to be right on the precipice of every major technological advancement, so... Right. And I'll guarantee that's a Scott cast guarantee. 
The Scottcast is a Scott is a podcast for advanced human beings. If you listen to Scottcast and you get bored or you or you don't understand what's going on, you don't understand the flow. It's not that we're unorganized or that I edit it poorly. It's that you're not advanced of a species enough for us. Like we're we're Homo technicus. We're we're on the verge. We're ready to we're ready to take this next evolutionary leap and just fly in, into the space or the dirt or the ocean or the sun or wherever we're going. So in the email bag, did people talk about the intelligence stuff? In the email bag, what? well, we got a lot of people who who liked it. Uh, we did have uh, before we get to the email bag. I have a very special email bag. I want to get to you. Uh, we uh, I wanted to get your take on what humans should do given the next extinction event. Because we've had we've had Ian's take on this several times, but he's not even the science guy. I realize like he, it's a classic Scott Cast episode where he brings that up, but we never got the David take, the sneaky D. Okay, so we're gonna so, sneak it in like five episodes later. Okay, this this is definitely an entire podcast discussion that we'll definitely hit on again. Let me give you the quick version. So wait, what do you, so what, 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 first of all, what is the extinction event that we're talking about? What's, give me, give me a scenario. I'll tell you how it'll play out. Um, well, we got, I think the main extinction event that we're counting on is, uh, some sort of depletion of the ozone or whatever, some sort of global warming kind of thing where, uh, UV radiation rains down upon the white man and kills every white man. Okay. Well, I did mention this on the Dondo one really quick, but, I don't, so, yeah, it is, so, the, 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 where we're at right now with our carbon emissions, um, it's bad, and it's, it, and we can't, we can't reverse it, really, like, I mean, the technology for filtering out carbon is just, it takes way too much resources for us to just filter it out of the air. It will, it will help, but basically, our best strategy is just to avoid more carbon emissions, like, and avoid more ozone depletion, so if that's our big threat there... I don't really see, like, if, if it became, like, a major thing and, and more people realize we have to have some, like, major catastrophic things that are, like, you know, I mean, everybody's looking at climate change right now and seeing some of the effects, but, you know, it's like, and everybody's being alarming, which is good, but I feel like um, as we start, I, and this is why I think that us being spacefaring can really help, because if you can, if it's an Earth-wide level threat, we need to have technology that can get us off the planet and, or can at least get our technology out there to help us out. So here's what I would posit that you could do. And this is just one theory. There's a lot of them that could be solve this problem. Um, so the problem is too much exposure to the radiation from the sun, right? So I was just saying you could just put out certain things to reflect that light. So, um, oh, if our, our, I remember this. You're going to just put out a giant mirror across the entire sky? That's ridiculous. You put out a system of mirrors. A system of mirrors. Oh, so it's a system of weirds, mirrors the size of the sky. Smoke and mirrors. And yeah, you're not blocking out the whole sky, but you just you could or you could put solar panels if you want, if you want to harness the energy, sure. But mirrors are just cheaper. So and they're lighter. You can make them like really super thin. They don't doesn't ma- doesn't matter how thick the mirror is, it's still gonna reflect. And so that would pretty much avoid that whole mole man situation right there. So I don't think that eventually we're going to become extinct just because we can't, just because the sun is a little bit, making our planet a little bit too hot and causing all these extra, we, we can creatively come up with uh, solutions to that. That's all I'll say about that. Now, an extinction event like um, freaking aliens coming, swooping down on you, that's, that's a real threat there. 
because, you know, just look at what happened. I mean, even if the aliens are nice, what if they're carrying diseases, man, and they wipe us out with that? You know, look at the world of worlds, man. What a cop out for a storyline, but yeah, Deus Ex Machina. But uh, those those aliens that invaded on on, on World of Worlds, they died because they we had like uh, they couldn't handle the bacteria that we had on us, and they wiped them out. So that's a big threat there, obviously. But we don't know why there's no we haven't detected any aliens. But anyways, uh, let's talk about maybe we could talk about meteors and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. But then again. You could just come up with, like, technology for shooting meteors out of the sky. So I'm not sure. What exactly is the question again? <laughs> What's the... What would we do for extinction events to avoid yeah, them? Yeah, how would you fight it off? And your, and your big idea was system of mirrors. Well, oh, well, for that scenario? Covering the entire sky. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what kind you of dystopia is that? What kind of dystopia is that where we got a bunch of mirrors just floating around like, in our space? Like, how would you go to the... How would you go to a park... You know, like when there's a bunch of mirrors just covering the whole thing, like all the forests would die, all the bunnies, all the all the fucking deer, all the so, squirrels. So there'd still be light coming under. You just you would just, uh, for example, you could put the mirrors over Antarctica. I don't think anybody would give a shit if you did that. Um, less polar ice caps melting. But then we that get all the UV rayed up itself. and we'll all die. Then we get what? Then we get all UV rayed up and all die from skin cancer. Probably right. That's what happens. People would have to use sunblock? I don't know. For God's sake. That's... that's your, your, sunblock your, your for the theory window. is unsatisfying, so we're just going to get to the email bag right now. Email bag. <laughs> there you go. For the, today's email bag, we it comes from a diehard Ian fan. Are you nervous, David? Is he from the, the sect of diehard Ian fans that think that he's the supposed fan favorite, even though it's never been confirmed officially? It's been pretty. It's been pretty consistent and official ever since like episode four. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know. Is there a sect of Is there a sect of fans that uh, uh, embrace the, the the David side of things as well? Yeah, there's a small sect. It's smaller, mm, there, but it's good. Yeah, yeah it's very sexy. Yeah, you got your own little sect. Sect. Your own little sect. Your own little secty sect. All right, let's hear what these bitches have to say. That's what this Ian fan had to say. Die hard. Oh, this sorry. is like the top can... of the heap. Don't call. Yeah, they're all Scott Cast fans, so they're all good in my book. But here's the deal: the f- you know how fan bases like I heard this theory like about particularly like as related to like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing. When there's enough fans of something. uh eventually the fans start grouping themselves off as fans who think this is better about this thing or this is better about this thing. Like, you know, you got the fans for Star Wars who are like, you know, screw the prequels. You got the fans for Star Wars that are like, you know, Greedo shot first or whatever, all that kind of thing. You got fans of Star Wars that are like, the new ones are good, the new ones are bad, etc. We got Lord of the Rings people who think... uh Tom Bombadil should be should be the number one thing in it, and we got other people who are like Tom Bombadil was just a throwaway literary reference. Okay, so, so there's the yeah, there's like the the fans that think they know what's up, and the fans who actually know what's up. I got you. No, 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 no. I mean, like neither what, what, one are really right. Like both of them are just t- taking way too much time to think about things. I like that. It's a very indecisive uh, answer. I like that. Yeah. It's just a form of tribalism. People just like to people just like to partition themselves off and say they're better than the other people 
who, who and, and, and they willingly participate in ignorance on the other person's side. They're like, they, they willingly tell themselves, I don't need to understand where this person is coming from because they're just inherently wrong. So anyways, that's, that's kind of the, the, that's kind of the perspective of this person. I wanted to, uh, put that out there. Before okay. Maybe I said this email. Maybe I'll listen to what they have to say. Okay. Well, here's what they had to say. They were like, Dear Scott Cast, I love the show, especially every time Ian is on. Every time Ian is on, my days are brighter and music is sweeter. But for some reason, I just cannot stand David Vanderhaden. Why do you always have him on? Are you an idiot? Signed, Scott Castigator number 287. Oh, wow. Well, first off, fuck you. David Vanderhaden's a great co-host, and just because you think Ian's great doesn't mean David's not great, too. So there's my defense of you. It's pie versus cake, man. That's right. Pie versus cake. This guy's a good old raspberry pie. No, I'm cake, Scott. Come oh, on. I thought, I thought you... Because you always drink, like, the raspberry <laughs> beers. You always drink, like, all the fruity beers and shit, so it's like you gotta be the pie. <laughs> what? Yeah. All right, fine. I'll be there. I'll be your pie man, Scott. Yeah, you're the pie man. Uh, I'll, be, uh, I'll be whatever you want me to be, baby. Ian is cake because Ian's always the easiest. It's like Ian just a comes in, piece of cake, sits down at the mic, and he's just like, "Let's go." All right, pie's more a little more robust, a little more complex. A little Scott, more complex. Stuff brings more to the table, but a little harder to digest sometimes. Might yeah. not always agree with you, you know. But you you, got, you can't just not have pie in your life. Right. Exactly. Life of, so, life of pie. Yeah, you're the yeah you're the life of pie, and that's probably what this episode's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with intelligence. It's in, in the life of intelligence pie. No, this is yeah. We're just talking about David. David is from now on the sneaky D, the pie man. So David's mm-hmm. great. Like I've known David. We we've talked about it since since our schooling days, ever since way back in middle school. And the reason why I like to have you on, I think the reason why well, I first invited you on, really, is, is because when I was in middle school, like, we'd always get into bantering like this, and you'd always start using your voices, like, your impressions, all that kind of thing. And I imagined to myself, in, in the theater of the mind, if you will, uh, like, a really animated, like, theme song to some sort of show. That would just be the David Vanderhaden show. I just mm. always imagined this, this like every like 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 every time after in the hallway, like when I'm thinking about the conversation <laughs> we just had, I'd be like, man, he's he'd probably love, he'd probably be great on this making this sh- variety show of insanity that is known as David Vanderhaden. <laughs> like I remember we had a per- particular thing. I have no I have no way to explain the backstory of it. But, like, we were obsessed for some reason about great popsicles. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> I, it's so weird what we remember. It's, it's, it's funny, man. Sometimes, some of the stuff is just so clear, but it's like if the other person remembers it, just jogs, it just dusts off the cobwebs, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're always talking about cross, cross brick and supplies, so that's understandable. I remember that. And I was always talking about random shit. And, yeah, one of those things was... Grape pop grape was the worst flavor of popsicle, in my opinion, at yeah. the time. And um, wait, have you changed your opinion of grape popsicles? Uh, I, I like grapes in general. Uh, I gotta I say, mind. on a podcast, I keep like watching myself every time I say grape to make sure I include that G in there. 
grapes, Scott. Yeah, I don't want to be. I want to be talking like fast about grapes and then end up talking about something else. You know what I'm saying? I know that can happen. It's in, it's it's what I call inception. Yeah, it's this new concept I came up with where you like put this little seed of a thought in someone's mind. You watch it grow over time. And for that, for you, it was a grape. It was a grape. But why did you mention the what, what's with the grape thing? Well, the point is, grape. is like during this time when we were talking about grape popsicles, when we were talking about all these things, it's like I always envisioned in my mind a, a theme song for a show called the David Vanderheiden Show, and it would have a bunch of like. All, all your voices had different little characters, different little animations. Like, I had this thing, like, framed out shot for shot in my mind. Yeah. And, like, I remember, huh. all I remember of the theme song is the last bit where where it's, like, where it's, like, all the different people, like, people are exploding, launching off into rockets. This guy has a popsicle. Like, <laughs> and, and, it, it's just, and it's, like, the song just goes, the David Vander Hayden show. Do, do, do. And that's it. Oh, that's so awesome. I, so, like, I have this, like, in my mind, I have this huge produced, like, animation intro sequence to the David Vander Hayden show. But what I want to know is, what the fuck is that show? You mean, like, like what, what kind of show would it be? Yeah. Because it seems like you have an idea in your head a little bit of what this this show. Did you watch a lot of late night TV when you were a kid or something? Maybe that was it. Yeah, I did, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know... Where I would do, it's like a mix of like a improv comedy guy with the well no but the, with the voices you mentioned though I mean yeah, I used to do like I mean I still do do voices the voices yep. that I do do but you know nowadays you got people who have voices on those you know like you got Craig Ferguson you know you got everybody who's well, got no the, no he's not on anymore oh he's he, not on anymore no yeah, I don't watch late night he TV got off air like five years ago shite wow you're showing your age. Dude, I don't watch late night TV. I, I mean, I, I, I follow like you know some stuff here and there, and I don't want to you know, say who I follow because I don't want to get. No, apparently you're political whenever you mention who you like on late night TV. But um, oh, really? I really don't. Yeah, like but, who uh, on late night TV is political? I don't know, man. Like, people what, are you just, like the Daily Show. People are weird. I don't even know, man. I, I, I know, I know. I follow, I, I follow certain people on YouTube. I mean, I follow Jimmy Fallon. On YouTube, I watch some of his stuff occasionally. 100% Jimmy Fallon is the least political person. I know. Ever. That's the only why, well, that's the only name I mentioned, that's why. <laughs> and everybody gave him props for not getting political with the last, you know, like, election and shit. But it's like, anyways, um, no, yeah, why are we talking about this uh, late night TV show? I don't really watch it, so. But I did, you know, something about that, it's like, you know, you get to be, like, an entertaining person and you get to interview people. I think that's the part I like. But what I don't like is I don't really want to be on, like, I get that it's your show, but you're on a network, and the network owns right. you. I don't really like that. So, okay, so your if, David Van Der show would not be a network show. It, you would it probably wouldn't be a, point. no, I mean, I'd probably do it, I mean, we we do podcasting, I think that's a good medium, I'm Here's, a little biased towards that. If I if I had a perfect world, I think what it would be is every weeknight, like like a late night talk show, you'd come on. Maybe it's hosted on the internet, so because you don't need the rules. But it's a lot of that improv comedy. It's a lot of that. It's interviews with people, like scientists and stuff like that. And experts. It's anim- experts. And it's animated shorts using your voices, just interspersed. Like maybe I a 45-minute feel- show with like 15-minute segments. I feel like maybe people should do that with Scottcast even, where they take 
these interesting little tidbits, and they just everything's better with a little animation. You Why know, not? I've been they trying do. to learn animation, but you know, it's starting from scratch for me. I do a bunch of Ian's, and the thing about Ian is, once in a while, it, like when I'm drawing Ian, it'll slip a little bit, and he'll start looking into a like Freud, and so I call it a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> Freudian slip. I like that. That's good, Scott. Yeah. I can appreciate a good pun. Yeah. Like, I like That's to good. throw you puns because, like, you, you light up when, I, when pun comes to play. Got that sparkle in my eye. Just yeah. That, it's know, a very pure look. Like, innocent like a child at wondering at the, the, the mystery of language and how it can lead to a dopamine kick in your brain. Yeah. That's like what any child would think. With strange meanings of words. It's like what? It's like we're playing peekaboo with esoteric pairings of concepts. Oh, sorry. This remote podcast is cutting out a little bit, but um, okay. So, what were we talking about? We're, we're talking, talking about, about the David the Vanderhaden show. Okay. So, oh yeah. So we're talking about the medium and how it wouldn't be owned by a network, right? Yeah, you don't want to be owned by a network. You don't want any of these rules. But you're not a really raunchy guy. So, like, what kind of rules are you trying to avoid? Well, according to Ian, I'm I'm all about dicks, but, you know... Are you? I could... I don't... You know... Do you talk about dicks at all? Did you talk about dicks at all today? I mean, I haven't talked about dicks yet. I was planning about I mean, talking about have. Ian... My last name isn't Dixon, so, you know, I mean, maybe the guy's... Dixon got, his name. He's got the cigar on his brain, what can I say? He, yeah. And everything's about the cigar for him and the, the psychology of... The id and the ego and the superego, even though he did mention that that's not really the best branch of psychology, but whatever. It's interesting to think about, really. We're having anyways, all sorts of different Freudian slips today. Freudian. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's finally starting to happen where I start to talk about Ian a little more on, on our podcast. It's a, oh. good, it's a good thing. It's like a sign it. of healing, Scott, and reconciliation. Reconciliation, Ian. Do you feel like uh, after Feudcast... Uh, now that, cause like you never come to Hamtramck anymore. You're always doing the remote cast except for when a celebrity comes by. Right. Uh, so was, like, do you feel like intimidated because Ian's, you know, Ian's in town? Well, I just know that, um, you know, not everyone has the convenience of just swinging on by when they're, you know, in the area, maybe biking on down to Scott Cast, sunny, sunny Hamtramck headquarters, you know? So, uh, you know, this is just more, uh, it's a little more reasonable given my, uh, schedule. To actually, which is, you, you know, like once a week, maybe, if I'm lucky, to kind of right, just... I got good news for you on yeah. that front. What's that? I'm moving. What? Oh, it's a, oh, you were talking about looking for a place. Yeah, I found you, a place. Oh, Scott Cast Newsflash, this just That's in. Right. That's right. Found a place. I've, I'm going to, I got, I got my application in. I just got to get the money in, but it'll be mine. I'll be moving in September. Guess where I'm moving? You are moving to somewhere else in Michigan. Yes. Southeast Michigan, getting warmer. Yes. Back to Clarkston? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Because you said you hate city. But you were you were in Clarkston the other day, so I was like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> oh, you were just talking about the city life. I was right. like, wait, what? <laughs> I knew you were in my turf, man. You were in my city. It's like, hey, mind you, watch your... So I'm, I'm guessing it's, some, it's not Ann Arbor, oh. and it's somewhere... Is it? Man, we should have no. talked about that, though. Now I think you guys were it, that would have been in. a way better episode topic, uh, talking about Clarkston. We'll talk about Clarkston next we time. A Clarkston episode. No, I'm going to come down to your place, and we're going to do a Clarkston episode. Okay. And we'll talk okay. all about like the fucking old high school, all the people that were there. Okay. 
and 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 we'll make fun of them and then we'll tag them. <laughs> the reminiscing, the reminiscing episode. Yeah. Yeah, the nostalgia episode. So it's somewhere. The place that you're moving to is is it's got to be a happening place. I know that. So it's got to be somewhere with a somewhat urban sprawl, but not. You're, are you relocating somewhere, another suburb, suburb of Detroit, or what? But, I am moving two blocks that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I was like, yeah, yeah, same area. I'm going to the other side of Hamtramck. Is that the good sign? Yeah, it's good enough. It is now. <laughs> now it is. <laughs> you, better, you better be ready. Come for you. It's the All side right, of the well, Scottcast headquarters. Does this place what have all the amenities that you would require? Oh yeah, all sorts of amenities. It's got a new fridge, new stove. It's mm-hmm. got laundry. Mm. It's uh, about the same size. Uh, it's all. It's got counters. <laughs> okay. Working. Well, you bathroom. got a t- you got a good podcasting table. We'll see what else do you need? I don't. I don't really. I really. Yeah. Know. Actually, I've I was I've been thinking about like the layout of the house and like what it could be, and I'm like, it's just going to be what it is now. Yeah, there's no optimizing. There's no optimizing for this. It's just you put the table in the middle of the built middle of the room, and there you are. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty accurate, actually. You could podcast anywhere as long as there's not too much ambient noise. Yeah, as long as there's not gunshots going off in the background. That's fine. That doesn't happen. And you can edit it out and post, but you know, it's just this is a hassle. Not optimal. No, no, I edit in gunshots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get ready for the gunshots. <laughs> yeah. You should open this podcast with a fucking shotgun <laughs> or I don't know. You should open with uh with some kind of uh gun sound effect just to add some oomph. Every time we say something good, gunshot. And it's just it's not related to uh what we're sa- what we're saying. It's just yeah. I mean, that no, would be unsettling, especially explaining it, like, an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, there's like, they're just like, they're like, well, this seems like a good one. They're talking about intelligence and evolution, and maybe they'll talk about dinosaurs. Boom! Shotgun <laughs> shell. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yep. But it's good that we did talk about dinosaurs. That was good. good right, right, right. But so this, this, um, yeah, we'll mm. talk about Clarks and all that stuff. Congrats on moving, man. That's great. Yeah, it'll all be good. It'll all be good. Like, and maybe like because, like, not to tell tales out of school, but the landlord guy, he's not like a landlord. Landlord, he's just a guy who bought a house, renovated it, and wanted to rent out the bottom half. Uh, anyways, this guy is, he's into video, professional video development and stuff like that. So, like, maybe we should get this David Vander Hayden show off the fucking, off, off my mind. Off the ground? The, yeah, off the ground. Dude, let's make this in terms of, like, freaking, you know, the intrepid explorers just taking off, you know, it's rocket science is launching, launching this thing off, you know, just upward bound. That's what we'll call it. If you could we'll have any it. guest... On the David Vander Hayden show's first episode, who would it be? Um, Jesus. Like a lineup of guests. Like a main <laughs> guest. Uh, like a first guest that's like to warm up the audience, a main guest, and and then a finishing act, like a comedian or a musician. Okay. okay. Um so what was the what was the first two? It was the so it was it was yeah, like a, a warm up like guest warm-up. that's like a celebrity but not like your big get, and then you have the okay. big get celebrity. So it's like a celebrity that's not well known, a celebrity yeah. that's well known. 
and then either a musician or a comedian to finish okay. the night out. Okay. Uh, I don't know about the first one just yet, but I do know for the big one on, I would probably have Neil deGrasse Tyson because he's a boss. And he's then, the big guy, huh? <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's the big guy because he's awesome. And then as the 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 the, the wrap up, it would be Joe Rogan, baby. Yeah, Joe Rogan. Like, would he be podcasting for like four hours? <laughs> we would just do two four hour podcasts that day and see what happened. Um, he would have to bring young Jamie. You could bring Sabelle. Be a good time. Yeah. Um, but the warm up act, I don't know. I was just thinking that'd be Elon Musk, but then you said somebody who's not well known. So I have to think about that. Who would be good? That I think Neil haven't. deGrasse Tyson could warm up for Elon Musk. Like when we, if we're talking about like life. You know, like like if the Tonight Show were to were to schedule a sh- schedule some people, and they were like, okay, let's get Neil deGrasse Tyson on, let's get Elon Musk on. Like they would put Elon Musk second. They would make him the big get. I would just I would just like to have people, you know, a certain a certain type of people drawn to the show right off the bat. I don't I don't really need anybody just anybody watching the show. It's not like Scott Cast where it encompasses every single person that's ever ever is and ever will be. Yes, right. The podcast is good for anybody who's evolved enough. But I would just like this show, you know, be like I said, maybe it could have, it could be called Upward Bound something or other, you know, just... Why are you changing the title? The title should be the David Vanderhaden show. We have a theme song already. I I know it's the theme song, but... For like over 15 years. I know you had this cooking in the oven for 15 years, but you got to be ready for some last minute changes. No, that's like the one thing I'm bringing in from this. Besides all right, the all right. name, but I just I just like the idea of like um, that the sh- that if you come onto the show, it's it's to contribute, you know, to humanity. It's to it's to have a good time, but also talk about some good stuff. And you know, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not like watching the news. It's uh, it's entertaining. And the reason why I pick, you know, people, you know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson is pretty well rounded in the sciences. He's mostly astrophysics stuff, but you know. Like Joe Rogan, I, I just like his um, how he does the video podcast stuff. Like everybody else does podcasting, but he, what he, I like I like his he does like kind of what I would do, where I would invite experts. I know why we're talking about experts. Yeah, I would invite the experts on there, and and what Joe does is he just invites people on there that he just is interested. He's like he's like fascinated by these topics, and he just wants to he just wants to know. He just asks questions that he likes that he wants to know the answers to. And they're just really interesting questions because he's, he's like really wants to know them, and then he just lets them, he gives them a platform. But I would do it, you know. I, I feel like Joe doesn't really, you know, he's he doesn't try to be too much of an entertainer. He's a good host, you know. I wouldn't know if I would be like that because I would try to. I would. I wouldn't want to get in the way of everything, but you know, I'd like to make it entertaining. I'd like to entertain myself at the same time. Well, I, I like to, I like to talk more than he does on it. He does a really good job of not talking too much on his own show. Which is really humble, but right. it's like, you know, that's what you need to do. That's why you're good. I mean, you let me talk a shit ton a lot, and then you pull back <laughs> the reins every now and then. But, you know, it's like, I'd probably, I, I, I would want it to be more or less, like, less formal, like the network shows. Like, you get people, you invite them in, you, you, you know, you fly them in or whatever. You get to hang out with them for a little while. Maybe just have a beer, you know, with them or whatever they, whatever the beverage of choice is. Get to know them, make sure they're comfortable, and then when they're ready, you start the show whenever you're ready to record. You know, it's not. I don't need the audience. I don't need the, you know, the the, the live audience. I actually don't like. 
I don't even like the sitcom shows where they have the laugh track because they're like trying to tell me when to laugh. I don't well, even like that. The laugh track and the live audience are two totally different things. Like for yeah, like okay. a live, That's true. Like, for like a talk show, like the audience is like an interactive element of the thing. It's like they're not always laughing. Sometimes it's uncomfortable silence. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they just they just cut someone, someone, some mother, concerned mother, and she's like, "Oh no!" It just Sometimes says it right on her face. Like just oh and. Let me just whisper to the girl next to me. Did you? T- oh, my God. Oh my it's God. like we need those those shots, I guess. But I don't know, man. Just uh, just start with a good range of people who are just uh, enthusiastic to be on there and just want to. Or like me, we both. But I don't know if that would work well because, like, we're just both. We both are so pumped up about the subject. It's like I wouldn't want to cut each other off. But uh, I feel like it'd be. Yeah, it'd be cool. You know, So you're saying you'd have the Joe Rogan podcast. I would, yeah. It'd You're be similar take my to my idea of this brilliant variety show where 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 it's all about David Van Dyke and his whimsical thoughts, and and, and it's going to have animation. It's going to have all these brilliant things. You're going to tear it all down, change the name, change the theme song, and it's just going to be the Joe Rogan podcast with David. I feel like you know Joe's all about producing all this volume. You know, and just and you can just peruse it at your own at at your leisure. You can just like look at it. It's a two and a half hour podcast. You can sift through it for whatever you want. And yeah, he's got like a thousand podcasts, all of them three, four hours, two so hours. So I feel, I feel like that is a little much with just. I, obviously, it's his thing. It's it, it works well for him. I'm just saying, like I, I think it would work well to format it down into maybe an hour and a half, where you do you don't need freaking commercial breaks. <laughs> but hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Ah, okay. I forgot to. Plug in my fucking computer again. <laughs> oh no! God damn it, David! David forgot to plug his computer in for the remote podcast. He is in some other room, and I am singing to the mic. He's not there. I wonder. Where is David? Did he escape? Does he not know what he's doing? He's looking for his charger and taking his time to plug it in. The battery is low on his Skype. Computer, and I'm recording a little thing to delete. Uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. It was right here the whole time. God damn it, you're intelligent. Yeah, I actually, my cord was right next to me the whole time. I just immediately assumed it was upstairs, so. Yep. You know, see, if I had a super, super brain, I would have been able to process that and be like, all right, we have like a million years to think about this. What's the most likely thing? It's probably right in front of you. Look down. There it is. Under your feet. Rather than running upstairs. You said it would be boring to have this brain, but no, if you had this brain, you'd be thinking to yourself, wow, this podcast was almost totally derailed and sent into some crazy thing where Scott tried to sing Amazing Grace, but to the tune of, uh, but, but to the, with the lyrics of, David's plight, trying to find a power charger. Okay, David's plight. That was what it was. This good sounds sounds pretty good. Um, but yeah, no. If you wanted that, if you wanted that superpower, you want it selectively. Let me just say that you would want to be able to select when you go in slow motion 
and then you would just pop out of that because that's that's shitty. That would be nice. And then if you just want to skip through some stuff, you just speed forward. You just everything goes faster. Whatever you know, be, right. be pretty cool. Wait a minute. That's wait, a does speeding forward mean you just get make yourself dumber? Um, yes. How would you know to turn yourself back to smart after you make yourself dumb? Make a set. It's like that movie Click where he just fast forwards and you're like, oh shit, I went a little too far. Well, you can't rewind it back. You know, you just Is skip that the forward one a little that bit. Doesn't work on his remote control. Well, and his remote control doesn't rewind the actual universe, even though it should be able to. It's like, oh no, I went too far. It skipped ahead, and I'm stuck now. And it's like, why don't you hit rewind? And it's like that movie has a lot of issues with just the logic, but. Also, like every time that he pauses in that movie, and he like go, he like, oh, what was our song, honey? Let me go check. He pauses it. He mo- he walks around the room and just unpausing it back to where he was. But shouldn't she just notice him like pop back into his existence, like five feet away from where he was, looking at her? I don't know. Anyways, that movie is that's a good movie. It's just yeah, don't think about it too much. So what were we talking about, Scott? Where, where well, was we were I? talking about the David Vanderhayden show. What was I talking, talking about, about? How you wanted it to be the Joe Rogan podcast? Well, I wanted it to be like it, but I wanted—I don't want it to be the two and a half hour format. I think that you, you could so you're, use you it. You want to host the Charlie Rose pod, the Charlie Rose show is what you want. What's All the Charlie, Charlie Rose, Rose show? show? Is it's uh, Charlie Rose? Uh, he was recently con- uh, accused of uh, you know touching people or something. Um, but before that, he was. Why do I want this podcast? <laughs> before that, he was respected. <laughs> <laughs> And he did a talk show where he basically so- just sat sounds at a like table. it led to. Sorry, go ahead. He sat at a table in a very dark room, and he did very long, in-depth interviews with people, like celebrities, like hour and a half long, like you said. So I was more think, like an interview than a conversation, like Joe Rogan. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's like. I mean, I like how the Joe thing is all raw. It just you see everything that happened in the exchange, and you know the person has a long enough platform. It's kind of like I. I'm not a fan of Peterson, but. Um, he said something. Um, fuck, what's his name? I'm blanking. I've been drinking. Um, Jordan Peterson, right? Yeah, is, I know. Is him. Like, what do you what are you not a fan of about? Well, him? Uh, like, he's uh, like a he's 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 a controversial figure. No, no, I don't have anything against him personally. Um, okay, I, just that he evokes a lot of controversial stuff and the way that he presents stuff. But I I, I do agree with his. Um, that he has a good medium, like those discussions that he does, where he's him versus another person. I like that. I like that it's just an extended discussion. And, you know, he talked about when he's brought on to certain shows, you know, it's like he has a, a segment. And sometimes there's like five to ten people who are brought onto a show, and they're all like yelling over each other and, you know, on these talk shows and news shows. And it's like, what the hell is that? Like, you know that you have to like you have these concepts that take a while to express, and you don't have enough time to actually like have a good thought. Yeah, you got to get to that audibletrial.com forward slash Scottcast advertisement before time's up. Well, you know, on a podcast you can do that multiple times. But what if you felt the pressure to do that <laughs> all the time? You know, but yeah, I don't want people to feel the pressure of that. So I'd have an ample amount of time. It's not like. You know, it wouldn't be the normal TV considerations. Like, here's the show. It's an hour or a half hour. You got to have a variety show of like, you know, that's the old format. They used to have all these variety shows that are great, and that now you don't you don't even know what they are. My parents talk about them. Hey, remember this variety show? It was so good. And it's like, no, I don't even know who that person is. And it's because the show didn't have this long lasting effect because it was this kind of ephemeral, kind of like temporary, you know, like entertainment. But then it wasn't like, you know, it it had an impact, I guess, on my parents for entertainment value, but. 
what's the impact it had just overall, you know? And man, I gotta tell you, I love fucking looking up like old David Letterman shows. Yeah. Old Johnny Carson shows. I love looking that stuff up and watching them through. There's okay. some silly shit in there. That's well, true. I, but I admit that it's a niche thing because every time I ever try to bring it up or try to show somebody a clip that I think's hilarious, they're just like, oh, okay, Scott, yeah, you take your old-fashioned talk shows and go home. Yeah, let's talk about current topics, man. Like Elon Musk. Yeah, we're here to talk about Elon Musk, screwhead. Typical. <laughs> Jerk no, face. No, but... Okay, so, but, you know, so the show, yeah, I think it would benefit from a little bit of my personality, you know, because uh-huh. I give it a, my own flavor. Yeah, you do have uh, flavor. Here's the thing. You would imitate a certain person, you know, and then you let it just, dive, you know, evolve into its own thing. Like, you mean? might start off kind of like Joe, but there'd be some editing, there'd be some, uh, you know, it'd be a little bit shorter format for everyone that's been on there, but, you know, there might even be, uh, uh, you know... I think Things. I think you're going to start with this Joe Rogan Table Science podcast, and it's going to evolve into the David Vanderheiden show within a few months. I just feel it like the like this show is probably going to happen for real. I can just feel it in my bones. Well, speaking of that that feeling, so I am going to be unveiling a, a podcast soon. It's Woo! just I need to have. I feel like I can't just. You need a team, okay? So team. Joe, when Joe started out, he had a guy that was, he went in, I think his name was Brian and he went in and so it was Brian's idea to like bring, you know, for them to come on and talk about stuff. And Joe's passion took over and Brian opted out and whatever. But then, you know, Joe has a team. So he just, his job is to come there and perform. And then it's like at the end of it, everyone else just edits it and it, you know, he approves it or whatever. And, but it's pretty raw. Um, I would think it would be somewhat similar, and I I think I would start out with my my fitness stuff because that's just an area that I feel comfortable with. But it's I have so many uh, so many irons in the fire to use the the Scott kind of the Scott Castian kind of way of expressing myself, which is that I have a lot of interests. Right. And I always I always have. I've never felt like. I think I've if you always, do a fitness podcast, that just should definitely be by itself as a niche category. Right. You make the title all about fitness. You make everything fitness. You market it to fitness people. But the David Vander Hayden show, that that I mean, that's a magical thing yeah. that could influence society for years to come. And I, it's right where your nose. But what is it? Who knows? It's like Scott Cast. Who knows? Well, you look at it, I mean, let's take an example, and then we keep talking about Joe, but he's a good example of a successful video podcast, which is what I want to do. And, you know, he started out in a different area. He was an expert in one thing, MMA, right? And he was on these other things, you know. He, he was had, an like, he was a com- drugs, too. He was a comedian, yeah, and he did drugs, but, you know, it doesn't take much to become an expert on drugs. You just do them a lot, <laughs> and you talk about them with all the other druggy friends, and, you, you know. <laughs> and then you then you meet experts who actually know how to expand your mind further, right? Right. And then you really got some good stuff to talk about. But that's just all organically evolving. But he started with an expert of like, you know, he's a comedian and then he was an MMA guy. And those were two areas he really succeeded at. And then everything else is just kind of blossomed, you know, organically from there. So that's what I, I think that I would do is I would have my, my fitness and wellness podcast. But so much, I'm I'm guessing, excuse me, the beer's coming up. Uh, but so much of that podcast would lean towards the realm of futurism and what we can look forward to and 
hypotheticals. Like, you know, I could talk about the current literature and all that stuff, and I know some people would geek out over that. I would a little bit, but it's like, I want to talk about what's happening in the future. And I know that eventually all that futurism talk will, you know, get these, you know, these, these kind of experts that want to talk about that stuff and stuff that's outside my area of expertise. And then, but I, but I dabble in a lot. And I feel like that would lead to this kind of crazy variety show, the David Vanderhain show, like you're talking about. Uh-huh. So, yeah. In, in, you know, I mean, maybe it could allude to my name still. Maybe it wouldn't be, maybe it would be a pun. I've been kind of tossing around a name in my mind for a while. You can't change the name. Podcast. The name's set, the theme song's made. What about the podcast? Can we call it something different? Well, your podcast is all your territory. I'm talking about the David Vanderhain. Okay, so I got three mediums pegged down for you. You got your fitness podcast. That's where you named to be determined. You're going to do it. It's just a matter of how you're going to get it done. Then you got this other podcast, this cerebral podcast that, that, that talks about futurism. I like that. I like branching it out into different areas. That's good. And yep. third thing, David Vanderhinden show, which because you're not seem to be grasping it yet, I'm keeping it for Scott cast. <laughs> <laughs> so what you need to understand is, Fitness goes to your fitness podcast. Futurism goes to your your other unnamed podcasts and a little bit of Scottcast. But Scottcast primarily is here for the great popsicles. Okay, so I'll just do funny voices and talk about great popsicles. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is that what you want, Scott? We'll meet that's in the hallway. That's my favorite thing. Every time We're- you do voices, that's my favorite thing, unless they're copyrighted. I really enjoy doing voices, and I do bust them out. On occasion, but yeah, in adult life, people—I don't know, man. It's weird when you're young, like you know. It's like I think that it's cool doing voices; it expresses yourself more. But you know, so. you need to have a, an appreciative audience for it, I guess. Scottcast is the world's most appreciative audience, except for that one one guy. <laughs> I remember back in middle school, you guys and you and uh, Brandon Mosier invited me over. Our, our friend Brandon Mosier, mutual friend. Yeah, and um, he invited me over just to record some Sean Connery impressions. I think it was back in the day. Do you remember yeah, that? Because he he was doing this for some reason. He got it in his head that to complete this little Romeo and Juliet project for literature class, he was going to make a he was going to learn first off learn and complete flash animation. <laughs> yeah, just for a school project. That school sounds project. exactly like Mosier. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta send him the, the the link to this one, this this podcast. You need to get him, his, him back in on this. Oh yeah, oh no, for real. I'm trying to get Mosier to get on this podcast, but I think he like dismisses it as oh Scott just being crazy. He's got his own podcast. So what, man? It's fun. Yeah, come on. Yeah, well, I'll show him this, have- this segment specifically. We talk about you, Brandon Mosier, and we name drop you. Yeah, Mosier's a fantastic person. He's always he always does these crazy projects like that. Like every single time I've talked to him, he's up to something of that caliber, of ridiculous for the application. But hey, why not go for it? You know, you know that you know it, it's it's weird. I'm trying to think of why we were all friends when you were growing up, and you know until you this guys point, live in the same neighborhood. That's enough, right? We were in the same neighborhood, but why did Two we hang out? Two moderately intelligent people living in the same neighborhood. You'll be friends. I didn't hang out with a lot of people, man. You were. In the elite few, okay? Um, <laughs> so, if you think about it, I mean, we're all just crazy, like, you know, we all, like, pro- we work on projects. We're interested in stuff. We're, yeah. you know, creative in uh, 
you know, we don't, we're not afraid to just be in on ourselves and uh, do do these cool projects we're just interested in. And, and Mojer was the same way, man. And I yeah. feel like that kind of esoteric, you know, esotericism kind of just, you know. But it's also like, it's not just that. It's, um, it's that we just like to create. We like yeah. to, you know, it doesn't matter who it's for. It, it the, the act of creation itself is, you know, food for the soul. It's not like it's... Um, it needs to be heard by everybody. We don't care. I mean, it, it, we do care that we get feedback because we'd like to create better in the future. Right, right, right. But it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know uh, exactly I'm what probably, you mean. I'm probably getting on some kind of like creators. Uh, no, this is perfect. Here, but... This is where I want, this is the zone I wanted to get you in. It only took an hour and 21 minutes. Yeah, and, and a few <laughs> beers to get there. <laughs> but so. yeah, like, I think this is what we need to do. We need to do a Clarkson podcast and we'll talk about all that shit. But more importantly, we need to get Mosier on the mic, and you, you, me, and Mosier on the mic. When I get my, uh, when I get my new Hamtramck Scottcast headquarters, yeah. Well, we'll, oh, we'll that'd have be everybody sweet. down for a housewarming party. We'll do a housewarming podcast. It'll be great. We'll talk all about the amenities, and I'll talk about the laundry I just did, and and we'll introduce Mosier and his many okay. exploits, and we'll and we'll laugh about him and laugh at his thoughts. It'll be great. This reminded me of when you invite us over for a Scott Cass Christmas. Uh, no, it wasn't oh, the Scott Cass Christmas. Cast Christmas on. again, by the way. Okay, you're, save it if again. You're, if you're a Scott Castigator and you want that Scott Cass Christmas, that Scott Cass Christmas special, we're going to be making a Scott Cass Christmas special, and it's going to be the most amazing, beautiful Christmas special you've ever witnessed. Every entire second life. time's a charm. Yeah, we're all going to be singing carols. We're all going to be talking Christmas. We're all going to be talking shit. Nobody's going to be shit, talking Christmas. Nobody's going to be too far gone by the end of the podcast. Right. Like some people. Yeah. <laughs> not me. Not you. He, he <laughs> not must anyone not who's be been named. on Scottcast since. Yeah. He, I'm he, thinking about remember. it though. Like I feel like I feel like we we should have like me, you, Mosier, Ian, uh, everyone else who's been on the current run. Maybe except for Ladondo. I don't know how, how we can get Ladondo in. But maybe we could. And, Whatever happened to Cozy? We'll Is he not interested? And we'll get and we'll just let him, we'll let him do his thing. Okay. Yeah. Shuichi was, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, what about Cozy? Cozy needs to come on. He was a great podcaster. I don't know why. It actually baffles me a little bit to think about that. I know you've been focusing so much. Yeah. I mean, Ian and I... We're all you need for right now, but I mean, um, who knows? As the podcast grows on, you might need a host of hosts or people that come on your show. I could see um, Cozy being being a mainstay on Scott yeah. Cast. I could see I, Mosier and Cozy coming on Scott Cast and and making this thing shine. Keep it up. Keep it at the you know. I do like five. the I do like the triad. I like the triad though. though. Okay. The, what about a quintad? Huh? We got. What about a quintet? You got cozy. Oh, so you got cozy, Mosier, you, me, and Ian. No, we're gonna have the triad up top. Well, and, oh, well, yeah, the triumvirate. We, you know, yeah, exactly. The triumvirate is gonna be all powerful. It's gonna be on top with me at the very top as the ego, supported yeah. by the id and the super ego. And then we're gonna have on the bottom tier, like you know, like the first level gods of the universe. The demigods. Uh, yeah, the demigods. We got. We got. We got Hercules. Mosier. <laughs> We got your, we got your cozies. You know, we got all the, we got Sabal. She's going to have a segment coming up. She's going to have Sundays with Sabal. Oh, we're going to be recording this weekend. 
You don't announce anything before it's done, Scott. Remember? Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be cool. Okay, Sundays with yeah, that'll be. So what? Uh, what are you thinking about that? Maybe I can offer some input before it's released. Well, uh, me and Sabelle, we often go out on adventures. Like uh, she's a photographer, and she gets a lot of these assignments, and and she'll and she and when she gets these assignments, she gets accommodations for two. So she's like, oh, Scott. Come along. Let's uh, let's uh, let's 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 adventure out in these different areas. And so it's like okay. So now we're gonna do a podcast with it. When I when I go out and venture with her on the weekends, uh, we we take some time. We'll do a podcast about our adventure and all the things we said and about Scottcast because she's probably the most avid Scottcast listener, besides maybe Master Charles. But I think actually more than Master Charles at this point. Master wow. Charles has completed the catalog, including like deleted episodes. <laughs> yeah, the vault, the vault episodes. Yeah, uh, the Shuichi. Is he? Is he heard the one with Shuichi where the Christmas special? Well, the, the Shuichi one, the first like four minutes of it is available now as episode three. Right, and I still have the raw files of it somewhere in my Dropbox, so I could feasibly like go back and like actually finish editing that thing and make it a real special which uh, if i do it's going to be released with an actual christmas special that oh. we're going to do with the real scott cast ever since it's <laughs> been publishing on the reg it'll be like the kwanzaa companion to the christmas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like the 12 days of uh, scott cast you'll get yeah. different stuff on different days well okay so the sabelle thing though like, are you guys gonna um, have any associated? Like, I mean, she's a photographer. You assume her medium is visual. Are you going to? Right. I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you guys go with that. I'd, I'd definitely tune in for that. It's gonna be. She's got opinions. She's got opinions, and she's got questions, and she's got thoughts. And I feel like it'll make some good podcasting material. And if it's not, you know, uh, and you don't see Sundays with Sabelle for the next. 50 episodes you know what happened it's coming soon that's what happened yeah that's what (laughs) (laughs) infinitely coming soon yep the the sabelle project is still in the works but you know we'll see how that turns out so what the hell are we talking about before this (laughs) david vanderhaden show david vanderhaden show uh but yeah Oh, oh i was gonna ask you about um oh no it's that's not related it was about your birthday when's your birthday November December? the 16th of it's December, 1989. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's what I was thinking of is, is uh, conflating that with uh, when you had everybody uh, do your performances and Mosher and I did that lovely rendition of, uh, I don't know what it was. I had something ready, but you didn't right. like, you didn't look at your text. So I just went up there with Mosher <laughs> and we just did it. We had everybody perform. Everybody had to perform something. Right. Something table. Right. And you, and you actually birthday thought party, I, you, and I had everybody who I invited, which was like a dozen people. I, I like I didn't want a gift. I didn't want to deal with that shit. So I had them all come over, and I set up a little sh- fake stage with like a little fake light. Well, it was a real light, but it was all whatever. Point is, I had everybody perform a song, magic trick, comedian, co- comic act, uh, whatever for me. It was great. I'm gonna do it again probably. Yeah, that's cool. I'm, next year, I'm just going to be a shovel. That's your gift. There you go. That would work. <laughs> like, I know there's not supposed to be, you know, there's a $20 limit and everything, but here's the shovel. That's your gift. Go dig. <laughs> that's your gift. I, yeah. You know, that's like the third time I've got a shovel that's your gift reference for for gifts. 
Like ever that's since that episode released. T-shirt. Shuffle, that's your gift. <laughs> yep, it's <laughs> gonna be a disappointed kid. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jot that one down, but yeah, no, you, you, you somehow, assume, like, I didn't know that we were supposed to come there to the party with something in mind, mm-hmm. but I, I could have whipped out several things on that, so I'll be, I'll look forward to being prepared this time. Oh yeah, you're gonna blow everyone away for, I, I was Scott ready to 29. blow everybody away at the party, but, you didn't want to. You, you just. I, I was being humble and saying, "Oh, I'm unprepared." I was so ready. <laughs> I was so ready to just be like, "Oh shit," because I did. I didn't know that we were going, but I was ready to just amaze everybody with my. I could have done any. I could have done a number of things. Maybe next time I'll just do a bunch of impressions. <laughs> I'll just be like, um, "Yeah, no." I was gonna do the. I think what I would have ended up doing was I. What I texted you was the V for Vendetta speech. That's what that I would have done. <laughs> Why would you do that? And I would have. <laughs> And, and I would have ended it with a with a twist where the end was uh, with your name incorporated in it. I don't remember what it was. I had it though in my head as I was sitting there. I was going to make sure that it ends with Scott something about Scott's birthday. And I tweaked the ending. V for Scott's was, was birthday. Good. Yep, it was good. I don't remember what it is now. It was a it was in the moment. Anyways, um, yeah. So for the David Vanderheen show, that that could be a thing. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that um, branch off of the success. I mean, it's it's. First of all, the show is gonna be mooch, about mooching off the the success of others. Anyways, why not? So I'm just gonna let that mooch off the success of my other podcast too. You know, which um, your fitness one or your or your Joe Rogan podcast? Well, I, I kind of want to have a co- podcast that's something to do with my name. But I think Vander Hayden is hard to say. I slur it myself, and that's my name. I'm I'm giving a slur to my own name unintentionally. The Dave Vanderhayden. This the Dave Vanderhayden show, okay? No, it's Dave Vanderhayden show, right? Okay? Right. And I don't say Vander Hayden. I, I've been thinking about calling it the Don't Be Hayden pod, podcast. I kind of like that. Don't be Hayden. It's a pun. Yeah, I think it took me about twenty minutes to get there, but I, don't I'm be Hayden the name. with David Vander Hayden. Don't be Hayden, like Vander Hayden. Oh well, yeah. Don't be Hayden, like with Don't David Vander Hayden. It sounds pretty close, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mostly developed it after getting all the shit from you and Ian. I was like, "Don't be Hayden." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Don't be Hayden." <laughs> yeah, but you didn't use fun. that, but no, but like that doesn't really work because it's like "Don't be Hayden." Don't so be. So you me. don't want people to be like Vander Hayden. That's right. Be yourself. But no, that's that. I don't want to watch a show that says, "Hey, don't be like this guy that you're about to make your entire life for the next thirty to hour and a half." I could, I could come up with some kind of way to work around, like I said, with the "be yourself" thing. I'm sure I could come around. It's a clever pun. It just doesn't work well in that scenario. I think, I think that's more of a segment than a than a show title. That's like a segment where you get criticism and you're like, "Don't be hating." That's exactly right, and that's exactly why I was, I was going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I did. That's why I didn't like. That's why it's not a serious name. But yeah, I, I would. I would use it definitely for uh, the end of my defense. I guess. So there you go. Yeah, man. So I guess right. if anything, people learn from this one about intelligence and expressing yourself and how you can, uh, you know, make a good podcast, make a good show, make you know, make make more of yourself. You know, express yourself. How to express yourself. If right. people have any ideas for our podcast or maybe uh, my pod, you know, Scott's podcast, my podcast, or just how I you would do it. I don't take criticism, but David is open. So send the, send the emails to hotforscottcast at gmail.com. I'll make sure he gets them. Yep, with the subject line, don't be Hayden. 
Yeah. With if you Edgeden. don't spell it right, I'm not going to open it. H-E-Y-D-E-N. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, hopefully people glean something from this tangent. We were going to talk about, I think it'll be fun to talk about in the future if we get some other people in there. I'm just curious, what what are people's preconceived notions? You know, people can write into the email bag, too. But what are people's notions about aliens, and what do they think is the limiting factor for, you know, the Fermi paradox, or why, why we can't find aliens, and what if we do, and... What does it mean you to be intelligent? I'm about. What's that? If anybody in the Scott cast of audience has an opinion at all about literally anything <laughs> that we just talked about, let alone those very specific things. <laughs> that, I feel like, I feel like there's, we're going to talk about those things anyways, and I'd like to have some people's feedback on them. So if they yeah. have any input on that, or if we can even, what's that? What are they going to say? Well, I was just saying, like, if if people want to talk about hypothetical scenarios and and like like you asked about the, ex- the extinction event thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna give short, you know, like like I said, unsatisfying answers because I'm just gonna science the shit out of it. But um, you know, it's a little sexier to talk about the mole people, I guess. And it's the yes, but, mole people are always sexier. But you know, I think that you're talking about a future civilization either way, and I'd like to talk about future civilizations and colonization and stuff like that but i know that's in a different uh direction but it'd be interesting interesting to think about what's what's going to happen in the future these what if scenarios i think it'd be cool to talk about all right well i mean this has been a great podcast so far it's great scott cast it's been a great scott cast glory to be the scott cast glory be the scott cast next episode i don't know what we're gonna have on but we're gonna have david on again soon and we're gonna address all these things we're gonna address all these concerns and these questions that you sent to the email bag and we're going to tell you everything you need to know about how to make sure your you and your you and yours are safe through the next human evolution and conspiracy theories. Eventually, we got to get to I, those. I too. really want to do the conspiracy theories. I really want to do the podcast with Mosier. I really want to do all those. Oh, things. so upcoming to Scottcast conspiracy theories. Ian yep. and Ian and David's both both their takes on conspiracy conspiracies. Ian probably from the psychological aspect. Me hopefully, from the, hopefully we can get you guys in the room at the same time without tearing each other's throats for conspiracy yep. theories. Got to get Mosier on there. Um, yeah, it, a lot of good content, com- content coming up. I hope you all have a nice day. Listen to more ScottCast. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash ScottCast for a great deal and to support ScottCast. And please tell your friends if you like ScottCast. And get us some get us some bumps in the plays, even if they if you, if they don't like it. I just want to see the number go up month to month. You know, we're at a couple dozen at this point. But anyway, with that, I bid the adieu. Adieu. Did, did you say adieu for me? Because you thought I was gonna say it. Okay. All right, I'm gonna hit the stop button. <laughs>